everyone, and welcome back to another of our podcast series on leadership perspectives from the film. And today, I'm very happy to be joined by Hartman Stolten. So, Hartman, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you very much, Tony. I'd, I'd love to. Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, as Tony said, my name is Hartmut Stolten. I'm um, a sociologist. Um, I've been working as a leadership development consultant, organization developer for the last uh, 35 years around the world in all kinds of industries. Um, spent the first 15 of these years um, in two big organizations as head of leadership and organization development. In the last 20 years, I've been a consultant, both independent, but also working for uh, uh, big international consulting companies. Robert, thank you. And it's very, very good to have you with me today. Thank you. Um, I'm particularly interested in your view on leadership before we get into the three questions. Um, Mm -hmm. So how would you, from your perspective, would describe what is leadership? (laughs) That's a very good question. I think there are about 2,000 books in English published every year on what leadership is. Um, I think there's no such thing as leadership, actually. Because mm-hmm. um, if you think about leadership is, you know, if you look at the word, it's a noun. It's like, like pen. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, it sort of suggests that there's a thing there, that some, some of us are leaders and others are followers. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of books about what leaders do and what followers do and how you create followers and all of this kind of stuff. Um, I think it's a, it's, um, it's a mistaken assumption based very much on, on our tendency to abstract, to talk about human activities like relating as if they were things, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about relationship. Again, yep. it's not a thing. It's, it happens between us right now. And so, so leading, for me, would be a much better way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an activity that happens between people. Leadership, in my mind, does not come from you to me. But leading and following is something that happens between the two of us. Um, and, and what I mean by that simply is imagine we are sitting in a meeting and, you know, there are 10 people around us, a typical board meeting, and you say something that creates other people to say, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, let's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm with Tony. Let's do that. So you 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 know by whatever you did or said you created a moment of movement. Mm. So you were leading, if you want, and other people were supporting and following. Right. And by that, some small movement happened. Something happened that would would have otherwise not happened if you hadn't said or done what you did. And so for me, leading, as I said, is something that happens between people to create what I would call voluntary movement. You know, if you tell me I need to do that, you are my manager, that's not leading. That's managing another activity. But, yeah, that's how I would think of it. And by virtue of how you describe it, it means that it can rotate. So amongst those 10 people in a room, the leading part could be with someone else for a certain situation. It, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know anything much about, about soccer, but, but I imagine any point in time, someone is having the initiative to make something happen that then others, others support. Um, and so, you know, movement happens between the people in the room. 
or not. Yeah. You know, if you, if you think about uh, what often happens, that sometimes or sometimes happens, that sometimes says, let's do this, and someone else says, no, 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 let's not do that. Mm -hmm. That could, of course, go on for a while. So someone is making a move, and someone else makes you know a counter move, if you want. Right. right. So I agree with you. Leading and following, there they are activities that happen in the moment. Uh, that can be done by anyone who, in a sense, has a has a view of of a better future. And a better future might mean, you know, this conversation isn't going the right way. I'm going to do something to help make it better. So, in a sense, you have to be able to look into the future and see a better way and do something about it. Thank you for that uh, perspective. And I think it is very helpful in terms of the three questions. In, so in the context or the lens that you provided, um, when you yourself have been in a leadership uh, or leading position, mm -hmm. perhaps going in, back to the time when you were working in organizations, um, was, was there a situation where you personally had to demonstrate leadership in, in order to create movement, um, which could have actually been a significant milestone or a breakthrough in terms of what the impact it had and also on your own personal development? Yeah. Um, yeah of course, there are many, many moments in which, which you know, I might have done or said something that, that created something. Uh, that maybe not necessarily everyone liked, and, and so I'm thinking of of, of one example um, that that was very small in a sense, but very significant to me. It was um, about I don't know 15 years ago. You know, I was I was partner in a big um, one of the big consulting companies, uh, and I, I had just joined, and I had it. You know, I was responsible for Europe, and I had a I had a team of consultants and associates. And so this was on, I don't know, my, my second day, someone, you know, on Tuesday, someone was talking about the Saturday call. One of my, my colleagues was talking about a Saturday call. And, and, and I said, what's the Saturday call? And he said, oh, you don't know that. Every Saturday we all get on, on a call with, with our headquarters, which was in, 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 um, on the West Coast in the U.S. Uh, every Saturday you know, sort of our uh, afternoon time, about 3, 4 uh, p.m. in Europe, uh, for an hour to talk about the week's business. Okay. And I said, are you serious? I mean, every Saturday? And people mm -hmm. say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with my children in the playground. I have my thing, oh. my earphones, and, uh, and, and that's been going on for years. So I called my boss and I said, um, you just heard about this Saturday call. What's what? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing it for years, and you know, you and all of your people are expected to join. And I said, okay. And then I thought about it for. I mean, and I immediately knew that that you know was was a unethical, b illegal, and and c made no sense at all. I mean, to screw mm -hmm. up people's weekend. Yeah. People on the west coast, it was maybe fine because they had their coffee at nine o'clock, but for us, it wasn't. So for, for a number of days, I thought about it, what to do. Um, and then I called my boss again, and I said, I just want to let you know 
that I've told everyone that there will be no Saturday calls for us anymore. No one will join. Okay. And, and I thought I had really worried about it because I thought I've just joined. Yep. Uh, I've left a really good job to come here. This seems to be such a, uh, uh, integral part of their, of their culture. And now I say after two days, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. But I thought I can't stand in front of my people and have them do this. Mm. Um, and, and that was it. That was the last I heard. No, none of us ever joined, mm -hmm. you know, my, uh, all of my, my people were super, super happy. My mm -hmm. boss never, ever mentioned it again. Really? And so they kept going, the Americans, but you know, we didn't. Okay. Um, and, and so that it did feel like, like a really significant move I was making. Although it was a very small decision. In hindsight, it feels completely ridiculous that, that I, I, I had worried about. Um, but so that was something that Sumantra Goshal always talked from London Business School. He always talked about leading is about doing something that makes something happen that wouldn't, wouldn't have otherwise happened. Right. right. Uh, so if I hadn't said anything, we would have had this call for another few years. Mm. A couple of things kind of spring to my mind also is um, courage and risk-taking um, and challenging the status quo. Mm -hmm. And all those elements seem to be there because you know, day two of a new job is a bit uh, risky to kind of stick your neck out. Neck out. <laughs> it, it, felt, it, it felt that way, but now talking about it, of course, yeah. it's really, I mean, if, if they had fired me because of that, that would have been the wrong place anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, it did feel, uh, it did feel slightly uh, 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 scary, although it didn't feel like, it didn't feel courageous or anything like that. It just felt um, a sensible thing to do. I mean, it, it mm. felt completely ridiculous to me to mm. have these calls every Saturday afternoon Yep. To have my people, you know, disrupt their private lives when we already worked, you know, 12, yep. 13, 14 hours a day anyway. Yeah. Yep. Good. Thank you. Let's move to the next question, which is where you have observed someone else or a team demonstrating leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, are you able to think of an example where you've, you've been moved and felt there was a significant impact or change as a result? Yeah. I mean, there, there have been lots and lots. Um, and it's interesting when I was thinking about it earlier, I sort of, it occurred to me that you know, it's almost a continuum. There are these small little things that I just talked about, and I have an example that someone else did like that. And then on the other hand, there are these, you know, these big, we launch, you know, the CEO launches a new uh, initiative about restructure or culture or whatever. So, so mm. you know, of course, these are moments of leading as well. So I think there's a whole variety. It. On thinking about it, it's interesting. What I saw more, or at least could remember more, are these big things that seem to have seem to be part of 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 the CEO's job. For example, to launch a new two year culture development program. Right. Um, 
But, but yeah, I'm thinking of two very specific uh, um, examples of where people create a voluntary movement, I think, by, by doing something that, you know, people usually hadn't done there. So the first one is a is a is a board meeting of um, of uh, um, one of the biggest German companies, uh, and um, the CEO, you know, very powerful, very charismatic, you know, famous guys in the media all of the time. He said, and I don't know why he, why he we talked about this, the, the role of the board, and and he said, as a CEO, I like to be unpredictable. That's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I looked around, and it looked like you know, people were frowning and disagreeing with, with him. Uh, and then it was quiet for a while. And then someone said, "You know, with all due respect, I think being unpredictable as a CEO is a really bad thing." Mm-hmm. He was like, mm-hmm. he was, I mean, very clearly not not used to someone disagreeing with him. Right. Um, but he did listen to it, and then you know the person explained why he thought unpredictability was a bad thing for a CEO, and and it turned into an interesting dialogue about at the end of which the CEO realized that what he meant wasn't unpredictable; it meant creative. Oh, really? He was he was very he thought it was very important to be creative and innovative, uh, mm-hmm. and, and don't think sort of in the same way as a CEO all of the time. But right. he had described it as being unpredictable. Right. And so if that other board member hadn't said anything, I mean, I would have said something, but if he hadn't said anything and no one would have said something, then, you know, there would have been a significant learning that yes. the CEO had. Wouldn't have happened. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was one example. You know, on the other side of the continuum, a really big... Um, move happened uh, right at the beginning of COVID. Um, you know, I was working for a big information communication technology company and, you know, the, the, the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona is their big thing, you know, their mm-hmm. trade show where they get lots and lots of, um, uh, um, you know, new clients and contracts and, and stuff like that. And so COVID had just started and the CEO of this company decided by himself that we're not going to go to the Mobile World Congress and everyone, as of today, is going to stay home. And, I, and that was like, I mean, that, that's something that doesn't happen. They've, they've gone to the Mobile World Congress for the last decades. Yes. Uh, and also this move to have everyone stay home. And I asked him a day afterwards. I said, "Wow, that was pretty courageous." Then he said, "No, it wasn't. It was. It was just. It was the right thing to do." He said, "I cannot uh, endanger uh, my people's lives, uh, and since we don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, he said right. it was a no-brainer for me to decide that." Mm-hmm. And the ripples that caused um, by lots and lots and lots of leaders in this or managers in this organization doing the same kind of, or making the same kind of moves to say, we need to protect our people. We need to do, you know, make bold moves. Mm. That was, that was huge. Right. Uh, right. So, so that's a multiplier effect. Yeah, absolutely.
you've had a lot of experience working, uh, as you said, globally with a lot of organizations. Um, and I'm sure you've had lots of different insights along your way in, in leadership. And when you think about the requirements to lead in today and going forward into the future, um, what, what do you think is going to be important for people as leaders to be equipped with the most? Mm -hmm. Again, that's one of those questions that lots of people write about and, and yep. lots yep. of books yep. are published. My sense is that's not different than it always has been for the last you know, I don't know, 4,000 years. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't buy for a second this, you know, in this time, you know, la, 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 la is more important. So, you know, we all need to know about programming or mm -hmm. the other day I was, I was talking to a CEO who said, um, you know, every company needs to be a tech company. And I yep. said, I don't think so. I think every tech company needs to be a people company. Mm -hmm. So, so in other words, what I'll say is, is, is nothing new. It's been around for thousands of years. All of these things, I think, and that's the problem with them or the challenge, they're skills. Mm. It's like playing tennis. Just because you say, I should be able to play tennis doesn't mean at all you can. So yeah. all of these uh, um, topics I'll, I'll raise are skills. And so just talking about them, as we often do, won't help. So the first one I mentioned is the ability to be present, to be right here, because unless you hear and consciously here and know what's happening here and there, you can't mm. do any work. Mm. And, and so I think the degree of distraction is just skyrocketing. I was reading yesterday or the day before that we, on average, we look at our mobile devices every 40 seconds. Mm. Now, there's just no way to be present. So that's the first skill. I think the second skill is then the ability to be able to see something that isn't there yet, but should be. And that not there yet could be the next five minutes. You know, this conversation, I'd see how that could be different. Mm. And, and I can articulate it and I can do something about it. If I can't see a better way, then that's problematic. So seeing something that isn't there yet, but should be and could be. Mm -hmm. um, the ability to think critically rather than mm. just repeating thoughts, rather than repeating stuff that you pick up. Mm. This ability to say, I think this because I'm making these assumptions based on these data, based on these experiences, mm -hmm. I think is absolutely critical. Uh, the ability then to think together or what we might call to having conversations, moving together, mm -hmm. not debates as we often have or discussions, like you say this and I disagree, disagree with you. Mm -hmm. but, but thinking together, uh, then taking a step further, collaborating. Uh, you know, if I think of, of, of management teams collaborating horizontally, so what is the work that leadership teams, management teams need to do together? Not what do they all do separately. But yes. So that's critical. Um, taking wise and ethical decisions for the overall good. So the ability to see the whole to consider all stakeholders and take wise decisions um, that aren't based on vested interests, personal interests, interests, biases, you know, prejudices becomes super, super important. So uh, it becomes and is super important. And, and lastly, and I, I don't know whether it's most important um, together with presence is 
is role modeling. I mean, it's for me, it's the Gandhi thing. I see a lot of senior leaders talk about them over there needing to be more agile or more creative, more something like that. Mm-hmm. It would have been as if Gandhi had said, we're going to launch a nonviolence movement over there. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't. He didn't launch it over there. He launched it here, mm-hmm. right? He did it. Mm-hmm. And then people around him did it. So he was the positive influence. And to me, that is one of the biggest and most important skills and behaviors that, you know, what you want to see more of, you need to be first, right? Right. So if if managers want to see more collaboration, more empathy, more accountability, more agility, more anything, Mm -hmm. well, you do this first. How would that look like? If you did it, the management team did it. And so be the positive virus rather than sending emails to people over there who should be doing it. Um, So those would be, for me, the critical skills um, for for now. I think that's great, great in terms of your description of the requirements. Um, And I think when I listen to others talk about um, the climate change, the the fact that organizations need to do more in terms of facing up to the requirements to meet the environmental goals uh, or digitalization and how that's going to transform organizations. I mean, these are all the stage on which leaders perform. And no matter what the stage is, the criteria you've described would still fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like, it's a bit like if you think of, of actors and actresses, you know, the skill of acting is independent of the, of, of the role you're playing. Yes. So, so yes, I mean, I, I agree with, you know, the topics and challenges that you just raised. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the issue is if we don't have these skills, we're just talking about this stuff, yeah. um, which is what I see us doing uh, and have been doing for a long, long time. Mm. Um, so in a sense, these are, I don't know, meta skills, the enabling skills, unless you have these, it's just talk. Yeah. The challenge is, of course, for a lot of people who are promoted into a leadership role, they're probably going in, in a lot of cases, without this insight. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, and that to me is, is one of the fundamental questions. How do we, how do we, how do we, what do we need to do to understand that leading is a skill, is a practice, is a craft? Mm. It's like being a carpenter. Mm. Just because you've been a good, you know, woodcutter, you know, mm. been a forest cutting trees, you've done that for a long time and you're really accomplished, doesn't mean that all of a sudden you can produce a, a table out of the trees you've, you've cut for the last 20 years, yeah. which is yeah. what we do. And, and I was recently looked, looked at, uh, at, at the, uh, the leadership development manual of the U.S. Army. And uh, if you add it all up, it's about they spend about 12 years learning the practice of leading theoretically and practically. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients spend a week uh, in, in, at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit like you and I all of a sudden should be engineers just because we've been good at, at you know, the people stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that is 
So this whole, we talk a lot about leading, it seems to me. We write a lot about leading, but we don't seem to understand the irony of, of that's not, nothing is happening in the real world. We just talk about it. Right. And sometimes I do wonder whether there's almost a correlation between the amount of us talking about it and the little we actually do. It seems that we think that talking by itself helps it getting better, but it doesn't. You know, unless you practice juggling, you won't get better at juggling. True. True. Great, great stuff. Uh, really, I appreciate you talking to you, Harvard. So, Harvard Stolten, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Bye bye.